Joey Walker, Great Britain, and number 122, Julian Cardona, Colombia. Four riders in the lead. Hello and welcome to the first Tour de France. But actually, let's just start that again because I'm a little nervous. Hello and welcome to the 2019 Tour de France first wrap-up and totally awesome guest here. Little guy is back on the pod. Hey, how's it going? Oh, little guy, like, were you able to um, get everything taken care of and watch the first five stages of the tour and so you can talk about them today? <laughs> uh, I have not watched every moment of the first five stages, but I think I've watched enough to uh, discuss. Awesome. And what we're going to do is pretty much just kind of de- just have our general conversation that I think we've just been having over the years. I mean, the, what, 15 years that that I've known you or um, and uh, Spencer and just uh, kind of just get into a little bit of like tour talk because this is definitely peak form. So, yep. and it's just also, you know, there's kind of the Tour de France falls in such a wonderful time for an American sports fan is that pretty much all you have is Wimbledon, <laughs> maybe some all-star baseball yeah, it's a little um, weak. and then NBA free agency. So it's kind of like tour central. I love it. Mm-hmm. And um, watching that ad free coverage on NBC sports gold is one of my favorite things right now. Uh, it is really the coverage good. Is fantastic. It's totally the opposite. I don't know if you've been watching and seeing that Lance Armstrong now is being featured on along with the only grand tour winner of the last 29 <laughs> years, Chris Horner. Yeah. And it's a little weird. Meanwhile, all, all of that sculpt, like, uh, all of that is happening within the realm that it was 30 years ago that Greg Lamont won by eight seconds. It is yeah. amazing how like a nice round number of 30 years, eight seconds, USA Cycling is selling a commemorative t-shirt about this. They are. And then NBC Sports is just going back to the old, the, you know, the dark ages of bringing Lance Armstrong on their television. Yeah. Uh, if I had a better option of who to give my money to right now to watch the tour, I wouldn't. I would definitely be but, boycotting the NBC because of the Lance, but um, it's a little difficult. But what's yeah. nice is they do give us that other option where you get yep. Robbie. That's true. And the Robbie, the Robbie stuff. And I don't even great. know who the other guy is. I totally I feel, don't know either. Right like, now. but he is absolutely a hoot. I'll look it up here in a little bit. But he's fantastic, and I really should know his name. I know I look it up every year for the last three years. I've been listening to him. Yeah, and I welcome him into my house every year. Um, it's he's fantastic. So, anyways little guy yeah um jimmy let's just like what what do you think of these first couple stages i mean the first thing that sticks out to me you know this maybe i'll kick it off with this is that we haven't seen like the defining crash that has taken out a contender um in the first five stages like yeah we had the full saying crash but he made it back like there isn't anything that's we haven't seen the Levi Leipheimer go down in stage one and Jimmy Casper <laughs> break his neck crash. No, which is good. It's great. Um, yeah. Minimal crashes other than the Gronewagen or whatever his name is coming going down in the first stage. And that 
you know, change in the There's been a couple of like crashes dynamics. into the grass or like lighter ones, but it's not been catastrophic crashes. Yeah, I think that's a good change. I mean, yeah. all the big um all the big crashes that affected the GC happened in May and June. So yeah, you know no, that. I mean, we true, we had I mean. them. They just happened in the pre 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 tour. Yeah, it's like the the prologue uh, plus you know or minus yeah. eighty stages. Yeah, that's a really good point. That like you know the crashes have still affected this tour. But you know, I was talking on the the mainline podcast um, with Spencer a little bit about this. Like uh, another thing that sticks out is just on the local group rides, people talking about the open tour. Yeah. How do you feel about my idea that this is completely? Garrett Thomas is to lose that I heard any... your doubt. Yeah. I don't know. I do don't you have doubt. I don't I do not believe uh as deeply in G as as you do, but I also have read, read his, his autobiography. Yeah, you read his autobiography, so I think you probably have some insights about just his you know, his constitution, his general constitution. <laughs> he's that, willing to dig deep. He's willing to dig deep. <laughs> I don't doubt he's willing to dig deep, but he's been I don't know. He's just been lacking this year. I don't know. I but feel what's like he's been lacking in like the other races. I mean, I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here. I just look, <sighs> I want Nairo to win on heart and above hearts. And you know, yeah. more than anybody, how much I want Nairo. He's to been win. lacking too. So, <laughs> but I'm just sitting here going like, I don't understand how anyone thinks that Garen Thomas is not going to pull this up. I, mean, I think he'll be, I think he'll be near the bouts, but like, I mean, who, what's to say that he wins another grand tour? I mean, you know, look at, look at Wiggins, but Wiggins, Wiggins no looked other... so good when he won. And, and then look what happened after that. It was never quite, quite the same. I well, mean, the Jiffy bag, you know, Royal Mail well, started to get a little bit slower in their deliveries, but I, I guess I'm just, I'm a little confused. It's a total like play for the ratings. It's the classic, page out of no, the aforementioned is. Armstrong book of like, oh, I'm not feeling so good. You should really look at Ulrich and they put the pressure on Ulrich, yeah. you know, and like and Ulrich's over there eating his ice cream and um at the dance club. And I just I I just sit here and I'm just I'm just going, you know, I truly believe that this is Garen Thomas's to lose. Um it is nice for confident. Nairo that now he has a single person to follow and to put together his attacks and maybe tomorrow's stage six and when listeners are listening to this you know it would have already happened we'll know but mm-hmm. um, so if you knowing what you know now classic roller derby bet one of our favorite little side games knowing yeah. what you know now yeah who will who is going to be in the top step in france in france oh you and me go yeah. all the way or, sorry in paris uh, in paris france uh man i don't i i think it's open see i know you're very confident but i don't feel I don't know if Thomas has it. I don't you feel are, Barnell has so it. You are so eating the Kool-Aid, drinking the Kool-Aid of the ASO. He's <laughs> trying to drive these ratings. I mean, I really don't see somebody that completely stands out. I feel like there's a lot of guys who I can see it happening a la Thomas last year. Like, wait, I didn't think Thomas was going to win last year, and he held it. But yeah, there's but a lot of other guys who are strong, but I don't know if they can hold it all the way. And I think a freak so, thing could happen. Now, you, you know how you drop that uh, Bargeel? Yeah, like get a top ten. He's totally gonna pick him up in my other fantasy draft and put a nice fiber of faith on him oh. on roller derby. So like, I know you'll be into that. Um, He's gonna be good in the mountains. A, another idea that's another theme or something that kind of just strikes me as a little odd in the first uh, couple stages here: the lack of impetus of Lotto Jumbo or whatever yellow Lotto. Yeah, to get Wout Van Art in the yellow jersey on stage three. You think it was Vanilla lack of Philippe? impetus? Uh, just, I just, 
they let Alaphilippe go, and I just it just seemed like they weren't really pushing hard, and he ended up what only manageable distance out of getting into yeah. that jersey he was 20 and i think as of this moment you know going into stage six he's 14 seconds back yeah i think they just, just i just think they didn't think alaphilippe had it it sounded from some of the I, other interviews i heard it sounded like a lot of guys were just like one alaphilippe attacked really hard and everybody else hesitated because of the distance and counting alaphilippe winning that stage i'm discounting what I felt was Lotto Yumbo not fighting to keep the yellow jersey within the team. I got this like yeah. feeling that they're almost pulling that like the way they did uh, Miguel and Duran. Remember, they sent him home after seven stages of the tour in his very <laughs> yeah. first one. And you're like, why are you doing that? Like well, this is, it's kind of like how baseball teams sit down their star pitcher mm-hmm. halfway through the season before they even get to the postseason with this idea that he, they're lengthening his career. And it's like, no, man, you got to utilize. Well, like, in baseball, you got to get Rod Van Hart in that yellow jersey now. He's going to have Tommy John surgery in a year anyway, regardless. So um, exactly. Well, here's my theory about Lotto or Jumbo Jumbo Visa or whatever they are now. Um, I think they've got almost at this point they have too many things going on. Like, they wanted to get that yellow jersey with Dylan, and it didn't work, but they got it with Mike. So that was super bonus, and they kept it for two days. They won two stages. But they, I think they really feel like Chryswick can pull off a podium, if nothing else, in this tour. Yeah. And I think they're a little worried about going all in to get Wout the jersey and then having to defend it. Because once you get it, you got to defend it. And obviously, that'd be good for them, but like I feel like... They've got a lot of things to deal with here. Okay. So that's it's, a little bit different, but it almost reinforces what I'm thinking then, right? Like, like yeah. that's why they, they needed quick step to just take the jersey because they're like, oh, you know, maybe Chryswick, mm-hmm. there's no Stowbanks in the middle of July on yeah. the Tourmalet. Yeah. You know, like, so he's like safe. He will be, he's safe. Um, all right. I'm a I, little... Uh, I just think they're a little worried about overdoing it. Look how hot they went in with Primos at the Giro, right? Oh, yeah. And that... Yeah. that it fizzled a little, and I think... Talk about something else that cost my roller derby account. Well, and I think <laughs> that probably is sticking in that team's mind, which is that they came out as the super hot team and were leading the GC and gave it away just to get it back, but it didn't really work out, right? So now here they come out in the tour. They're the super hot team. They're obviously crushing everybody. They're probably a little bit worried that they're going to go crazy again and then blow it up in the third week. So here's another one for you. Let's just keep going yeah. where we are. Just more thoughts. Five stages in, no one's dropped out yet. Not even like, you know, some national champion from a country that is purely brought in for sponsors. Like really, I would even like, like the Bahrainian national champion. Yeah. Not that he's in the race, but, you know, like, like he usually was the um, the mm-hmm. Chinese uh, national champion. I think one year, like he lasted like two stages kind of thing. Um, I was maybe expecting to see some of that. Yeah. Uh, so it's great to see everyone healthy. Is that is that and also the lack of crashes in the tour right now is that due to less riders on the team and a little bit like Mm -hmm. right like i don't know like is it less bodies but isn't the bodies the same or i know i guess they didn't go more teams i don't know uh maybe just the uh the it's because every team has their own chef now so they're not spreading (laughs) as many diseases at the dinner table like they used to that is that is surprising no one's dropped out i've got to imagine with stage six being the first big climbs we're going to see one or two guys just who can't or not probably there's probably one or two guys who aren't feeling good and they've been limping their way through and tomorrow is going to be the real kick in the gut you know so i would say that the initially i was very excited about the smaller teams 
right? Because like less of the robotic team sky, but then I kind of heard the personal toll of that when I was listening to Mitch Docker's life in the Peloton podcast with, <laughs> with turbo Derb Durbridge turbo and Durbo. Mitch, yep. Mitch really wanting to get into the tour team and you know, one less spot that makes it that much more difficult. And then it's like, I'll actually like own up to that. Like that kind of sucks to hear how it directly like affects someone. Whereas like, you know, me, 10 you know thousands of miles away is just watching it like ah what's it matter one less rider you know and then you kind of hear that uh, yeah so anyways check out the mitch docker podcast it was really insightful it's great to have durbridge on there i i kind of like him as a co-host with uh mitch but yeah like yeah that was turbo. that made me think a little bit because i was honestly i was just assuming that mitch docker was going to be like the road captain to kind of let tj do what tj was going to do and get a top five at the tour yeah, I mean that's to say I TJ feel that's looking good. <laughs> TJ looking is looking good. good. I feel that I'm gonna say I feel that same way every time they talk about you know shrinking the number of World Tour riders generally and yeah. all that. It's like that's I don't know. That's crazy. That's so many people. Like there already is such a small pool of people who get the chance to even so, jump into this level. You know, it's crazy. I'm just yes. gonna throw this out there with Peter Sagan winning today yep. and taking the time bonus. He jumped into ninth place overall in GC. Lus bumping TJ Van Garderen down to 15th place. So only one away. Uh, it's close. I just, Tomorrow's a good day. I Overall, man, I'm just like, I'm pretty stoked on this tour. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what I see. I'm kind of over team time trials. They're just boring to me. Um, but, you know, whatever. They got it out of the way early. Yeah, they got out of the way. And it was, it was kind of short. I got to say, I'll give it that. Um I was a little disappointed because I couldn't, I didn't get to watch Saturday live because I wasn't home. I was at a cabin. I didn't have the internet could get me the race. So when I got home Sunday, I was super excited. And then as I was turning it on, I remembered ugh, team time trial. That's the first yeah. bit of tour I got to watch live. And so I watched it because I was so amped to watch the tour. Normally I would skip yeah. it. I was so amped to watch the tour. I watched it as I was like making pancakes or whatever, but yeah, it was a little disappointing, but it was short, you, and I and I could live with that. I was a little disappointed with it being the race being in Belgium, and then like not, you know, it's almost like they listened to TJ a little too much about the lack of cobbles. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like you're in Belgium. Let's, they had a little bit some, on stage one, but yeah, they had a little bit of the mirror, but the mirror was what seventy kilometers away from the finish. Yeah, or whatever. it was like, far out. They should have, yeah, they should have like, made finish that. that on top of the mirror. Come on. I know. Basically, start the tour with like a mini tour of Flanders. I mean, come on. Just start, like, to, to start the tour for Alejandro Valverde, who, by the way, is looking svelte and really good. Did you see the stories that he dropped like <laughs> four kilo? Yeah, but like from what? Was he overweight? I guess that feels so arbitrary. Like, did, did you get a starting number? I just don't feel like... Valverde doesn't I, seem like the kind of guy who ever puts on weight. So I, yeah. I do find it hard to believe that he suddenly at what, 37, 38... Um, suddenly found a way to lose four kilos, which is a ton, yeah. ton of weight. I mean, if that's true, I don't know. Do you, the, did you see, um, is it cycling tips or cycling news? I don't know. Some of them are having, you know, they're doing their classic, uh, the bike reviews and Tour de France tech mm -hmm. of what's happening. And they had the, um, the Merida bike of whoever their team leader is of Merida. Yeah, Nibali, or maybe, and it was basically the non-aero bike. Like there, 
So like looking at all of the different bikes and a lot of people now are in that, you know, still that full kind of arrow setup with the crazy weird fairing kind of thing that's coming off the, the seat collar. Yep. Um, and then they're still using like kind of some more ovalized tubes. It was, it was pretty cool to see like the differentiation. Are you seeing anything like tech wise, kit wise that's getting you excited in these uh, first five days? No, I mean, I'm so glad some people are still keeping it with the rim brakes, but, uh, feel yeah. like feel like time is low though speaking of cycling tips they had an article that was up today about uh enos using lightweight wheels, lightweight wheels which was a funny yeah. thing um it was an interesting article Aren't they, it was sort of throwing out some theories on Shimano. it so um but i do like that just because it did reference ulrich and it did it did bring me back to those early 2000 eras when basically no one was on not no one but most teams weren't on carbon wheels yet Except for once you hit the mountains, you could tell who who had sponsors that believed in them and which team was willing to spend some coin because all the guys would bring out their personal fancy wheels. And I like that. When you see these bikes, though, like what do you I get? I don't know if I really like the seat stay coming so low on the um, seat, like the seat tube. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like I just, it just it's starting to get a little like funky. Like the UCI needs to create another gauge, like the way they have that windshield wiper sock height gauge thing. Yeah, that's to, crazy. Uh, to push yeah. that, I want those seat stays to go back up a little higher. Like they got to meet at the <laughs> junction up by the seat collar or something. Uh, well, am you I know, ridiculous here? Trying to stiffen up that rear end. Everybody's trying to stiffen up the rear end. Um, yeah, <laughs> we all are. <laughs> if this UCI sock rule had been in enforced when we were a little guy racing presented by grumpies uh our former teammate mark burns would have been banned for life so so you saw the picture right that we put on our instagram head on over to the slow ride pod for those that didn't see it and it's the uci socks sock measurement gauge we picked it up online and they're i believe looking the pictures of a triple c uh riders sock height yeah and it is pretty high like it is it like, looks I think, really high. Those are those like, are basically tube socks pulled up to his knees. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't the know point. if they're like the arrow benefit. I think that the UCI should just start enforcing some fashion rules and just say like, you're getting borderline triathlete height here on the on these calf sleeves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, at, worn, at this point, someone will claim that you know no sleeves is more arrow, and they'll try to get the UCI rules changed soon or something for that. And that'd be terrible. That'd be terrible. Terrible. Yeah, I do like Tour de France uh, tech and all that. I'm going to definitely be digging in more and more to some of the uh, photo galleries that are floating around. But, um, you know, overall, I'm pretty stoked. So stage six coming up with the mountains. Uh, then kind of we're into the regular uh, uh, tour schedule for the most part of the the Monday yeah. rest stages. Yeah, I definitely recommend folks head on over to uh, rollerderby.com. Uh, you can also listen to the Let It Ride podcast that I've been doing with Spencer to kind of give uh, some updates about what's going on. But little guy, what? What are you looking for in the next uh, week or so before we uh, get back together and talk more about the tour? Uh, well, I mean, we're going to have the first mountain stages. I am looking for uh, whether or not Nibali is going for GC. I think we'll figure that out. <laughs> we'll figure that out tomorrow. The whole game of him not will be decided on stage six, whether or not he hangs. I think he doesn't know what he's doing. Um, also, uh, uh, Bargil, Warren, Warren Bargil, I think... He's still hanging around. He's like 50th or something, but he's only two minutes down. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what he does on this stage six. Because if he sits up and just lets this one go, then we know he's going to try to win 
three stages in the last week. But if he hangs, I think he might be going for a sneak GC. I think I think the form is really good. Well, uh, and he looks really good. They did a good job with the, the national kit. But look, here's one for you. Let me throw another one out there. Mm-hmm. Katusha just announced that they're not going to be moving forward as a sponsor anymore, right? The team is disbanding next year. Yeah. Thank God. How does Zacharin respond? Does he go for a stage? Does he go for a top? Because like he well, is the one that you're sitting there going, what team is he going to go to, well, right? you know what he did? He did today. He went for losing like seven minutes or something. Oh, did did he? Okay, so I, I knew cracks. that. I had read it in there, but so he I, did. Maybe he didn't lose that much. He lost a lot of time. I don't think... I don't think he even wanted to do this race after doing the Giro. I feel like they just, cause they had no, what does Katusha have to do with the tour? So yeah, he lost seven and a half minutes. You're right. Yeah. So I think they can st- let him go up the road maybe for a stage, but he's got to be playing for something. Don't you think? I think playing for a stage. I mean, it's, I think he's what he's already been linked with CCC. So oh, he has I, I bet that okay. he's been linked, but I bet if that contract hasn't been signed, I think if he can pop a stage win in there, he can add a zero to that contract, you know? Right now, he's just a Giro stage winner. He knocks another one off. He can earn a few more rubles. Yeah. It's just that that team, I mean, I, I, you're not going to see much I, from that. Yeah, I feel bad tour, so. for a lot of those guys. But, I mean, uh, Vanderpool's going to need some more teammates when he's currently only got like seven, and most of them are recent cycle cross. So, and he's going to take that Alpecian sponsorship. Yeah. You know, oh, is it, I love that. Is this Korean Caridin Circus team, are they the smartest of all teams out oh there because they can they do this continental they just line up the guy that is the future let him do whatever he wants and then now they also have the mountain bike women's world cup leader right yeah. they're like they're obviously the strongest team that they're getting to the point that they don't need to meet the dumb world tour requirements but they're always going to get invited in like they have the yep. belgian national champ on their team now right so like every Gosh, race yeah. in belgium guess what this team is going to be invited as well not just because of vanderpool well, they're, yeah, I mean, they're, I think they're geniuses. <laughs> I don't know what they're paying Vanderpool, but I mean, it's probably really good, but the rest of that team's probably pretty budget. And it sort of seems like they signed a bunch of like, they signed so many other cross racers that, that if they must have, uh, you know, Vanderpool is just like, sign all these guys I know. <laughs> yeah. And that, that came up a little bit on the pod. So are we going to see more, uh, Tour de France, uh, racers in the future doing more of this, uh, gravel and cyclocross, uh, setup because it's clearly seems to be working. I hope so. I hope, I hope, I hope so. I hope some more of them come to track and maybe, maybe I can race against them or something. So, uh, will Wanty go Will they win a stage? No way, or man. Any, Alfredo's, Alfredo's last place on GC right now, 43 minutes down. Yeah. Uh, but he probably looks really good doing it. His socks are probably just right at the limit. Um, no, they're not going to win a stage. I mean, Bargill's going to win a stage. And then I'm always rooting for my boy, Rain Terame. I was just about to say the Estonian, <laughs> right? So He's, I mean, he's one of those guys who had like good GC when he was really young. And now uh, who knows what's going on. But, you know, he could maybe sneak into a top 15, but I don't see much more. Friend of the podcast, Tom Scoins was in that yep. Latvia national champion kit Looking for good. Trek Segafredo in the break. Did you see the finger wag that he I did, did today see the, the finger r- wag running? That was very nice. I saw it in real time. I was so <laughs> proud. I was like, oh, maybe that's like for us. It's kind of like when, uh, you know, one of the podcasts we listened to, uh, my brother, my brother and me, when uh, Lynn Moran, uh, Miranda is like always doing the little symbols to the, the my brother, my brother and me audience. <laughs> yeah. 
you know like yeah it was pretty great time skewing saying like man i'm gonna the, the, <laughs> only the slow ride podcast is gonna pick this up and then they'll blow it out of the water about oh, i hope he's focusing more on the job at hand but what do you think richie port um top 10 at the tour no you think way this is, no all right no wait stage nine what's happening on stage nine? i haven't even looked at the profile of stage nine you know richie's gotta be like oh sweet yeah he's scared i don't think so I don't, I mean, I don't think so, but you so know. let's get, so you got your little hat on, right? I like, I like asking these questions. There's so much here. Yeah. Top really... place Frenchman in the tour. Who will it be? It's probably going to be between Pino and Bargill, right? I didn't go be, oh man. They, I haven't shown anything. Pino looks better right now, but I think he'll crack. Uh, All right. Bargill. Will Dan Martin be the highest placed American in the tour? No, I think Michael Woods will be higher. Oh, okay, well done. I, I I like what you did there. Um, all right. I what do you, what do you think about this? I've got a theory. Kelderman's going to come good. I knew he had a really quiet year and he was wow. injured and he was just here to help. But he's been he's sneakily. Uh, I forget where he's sitting, but, who but he's he, sitting who all right. Really be helping though, like besides Michael Matthews to win a stage, right? Well, and like maybe... he, I mean, he was going to be here for Dumoulin, and that was kind of his yeah. goal. But like. He's a guy. He hasn't had anything to show this year, but I mean, he's been fourth in the G- or the Volta, and I don't know. He's been up there in, in the Giro. I mean, he could do. He could do a sneaky. He's a good time trialist. I I feel feel I'm feeling good for Kelderman. That's my bet. Wow. All right. Well, we'll just uh, mark that one down. Um, also, just wanted to do a quick shout out. A uh, little guy that we uh, this podcast is brought to us by uh, Whoop. So Whoop is a performance tool that is changing the way people track their fitness and optimize their training. So basically, it's a wrist-worn heart rate monitor that pairs to your app or any app that you use and provides analytics on insights on recovery, strain, and sleep. I've heard from many people that have used this already. And uh, basically, it tracks uh, if you're tired. I like it because since I play hockey late at night, it always says that I'm not sleeping enough and therefore i can't <laughs> go not. for the rides early in the morning because they're like ah oh, you got to keep sleeping so it's actually pretty great so that's nice just so. you can just head over to whoop.com and then uh use the discount code slow ride and you save 15 percent on a 12 or 18 month membership it's pretty cool because you actually get a free um wrist device uh talking to uh bill from Cyclocross radio earlier today on it he was wearing his pairs up super simple super way easy way to use it and save 15 percent on the uh, membership Ends up being about uh, five, ten bucks a month. Not bad uh, at all. You get a bunch of additional insights in how to become a uh, better rider and better athlete. So thanks to Whoop, head on over to whoop.com and use discount code SLOWRIDE at checkout. But little guy, as we're sitting here going into the tour, I'm stoked that, that you were able to find some time to come back on. Who would you say? So I'm going to, um, who's your podium for the winners so far in the first five stages? So basically, what are the winning moments, winning teams, winning people that you think are the highlights? Your top three. My top three, I guess, uh, Mikey T pulling the surprise upset. All right. On so Mikey, one. like the, the doing it for all of the lead out men around for the all world, the lead right? men um all the domestiques i you can't beat going and watching that in car lotto jumbo yeah. uh, visma video of the directors um not knowing what's going on and then realizing he won that's pure gold that's such yeah. pure gold and it's also i i second that that's definitely on my podium as well um i i i you know just the emotion of that team knowing yeah. that grusenwagen crashes yeah. Yeah, they were so just like, nah. and then they're like, ah, oh, we didn't win. Oh, it's it's pure joy. Grunin wagons, yeah, right? Grunin wagons. crashes. 
and then I always add the S for some reason, and I apologize, <laughs> but Grunewagen Wagon crashes, and then, you know, the dis- disappointment, and then they're like, whoa, we still got Wout and Tunson up there. So that was pretty cool. Um, all right. What else you got on your podium? Uh, Al Philippe, got to have that. Frenchman okay. on the way back into France uh, with Panache. With panache, all right. There we go. All right. I mean, what else you got? I I have a little counter on that one. The 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 well, all right. The thing, uh, well, I, I'll say the thing is, I forget Alaphilippe is French. That's how good he is. Um, wow. I I would counter that and say like I wouldn't put Alaphilippe on my podium individually. I would just say the entire Quick Step team is clearly once again the winner here because yeah. Viviani's sprint the other day on the inside rail was fantastic. And they have so many different national champions on that team that I don't even know if they're quick step riders that are at the front because they, they, they fixed sneaky. the Viviani jersey. And now all of a sudden, you know, things look good. And so quick steps there. I mean, yeah, Alaphilippe is part of that. But quick step is definitely on my podium. And uh, uh, I, I was happy to see Sagan win, truthfully. I, all right. So I think we're pretty much, I, you know, having Sagan definitely belongs on the podium because how many second places does he get uh and like that's i know it gets a little boring like people are like ah oh, sagan won it. you know it's like you kind of want to root for the underdog or whatever but like also sagan's great and it feels a little yeah it just wouldn't feel the same if sagan wasn't it almost makes all the other guys who are going to win in sprints in this race it elevates their win knowing that sagan is on the form to win like if he had come to this race and never won a stage then it feels a little bit like ah you know i want a stage of the tour and a sprint but you know sagan was on an off year he's obviously yeah. on and i actually i'm excited for this sagan michael matthews green jersey duel i think we found a reason for michael matthews it's to make the sagan green jersey thing interesting so i think they're both they're pretty equal in a lot of ways right now. Sagan's a little quicker, but Matthews can also like mix it up in the, so, in the yeah, other parts of the stages. So I think that this could be you, a good are battle. You, are you coming into the camp of cheering from for Bling Matthews? To I'm take not sure. No, I want Sagan to win, but I just want this? it to be interesting. I want to. I want to see Sagan Matthews, do stuff. How about a Bling Matthews green jersey win with not win it while not winning a stage? I mean, I would salute that. I, that I would, would be pretty cool. Yeah, I I would like. So it's not like I you would have like to that, like respect his win, no, but you'd but, be like, oh, you won the jersey. He was well, consistently I, second place. I would respect that win. I would respect that somebody found a way to do that. You know, like uh, so, it's it's more interesting to me if the green jersey is um, not just a guy like Viviani or Caleb. You know, like or Dylan, like those guys are great sprinters and all, but like, I find them boring. They need lead out trains and like, they're good in like one instance. Guys like Sagan and Matthews are, and, and Wout for that matter are much more interesting to me. So I would say that the, so the podium is pretty close that we've got. And then this wouldn't be a wide angle podium uh, network show without going into the Mm -hmm. kind of those extra steps. I definitely have on there. Um, Wout Van Aert's debut. It's been pretty damn awesome. His second place today was fantastic to see. So that's a, uh, he's comfortable, solid step on the wide angle for me. And then also I said it in the beginning, like we haven't, we're five stages in. I feel that like with today, you're going to have that, um, you know, Luke Durbridge was talking about this with Mitch Docker on life in the Peloton stage six. You're going to finally get the order of the, the race kind of set up. So, hopefully that reduces the threat of a massive crash that takes out riders. And yeah, like that is, that's definitely on the podium for me is that we haven't, there hasn't been an in race incident that, you know, NBC sports is going to be able to just play on loop over and over of riders getting bloody. And I like that. Yeah, I agree. 
I mean, so. and it's such a, I mean, obviously guys work so hard to get yeah. to this race and it's such a big part of their year. And, and for some of them, that might be the one time they get to do the tour and it's, you know, it's terrible to have to go home, you know, cause you, some guy chopped your wheel or something, you know? Yeah. And then here's the other part. This is what I want to final with little guy, because it wouldn't be the uh, slow ride podcast mm. show if we didn't get into okay. the, uh, the low lights so far of the tour. I've <laughs> the got um, a couple that just need to be shouted out. Oh. I'll start. Feel free to jump in if okay. there's some ones that you got to ask, but the first low lights of the tour um, individually, I would have to say is uh, whatever happened to Andre Greipel and Caleb Ewan still hasn't been able to find like that kind of little opening that he needs mm-hmm. to come out and win. And I just, I feel bad for him. Um, not really on the same step as Greipel, who's just disappeared from sprinting but you know he is yeah. a former hill climb champion so maybe he's gonna come through on one of the hill <laughs> yeah tomorrow's his day he's waiting for but, the first um, mountain test i mean i think greibel he's just old right yeah but i just i want to see him one more time up there that would be um, great he hasn't been there huh at all but caleb ewan i'm kind of waiting and i because i i will be so happy when he wins with that unorthodox sprinting style and i'm just like oh man did he leave it too long like is it just not gonna happen this tour and was Lotto right last year by not bringing him to the tour? Um, I mean, what else is that? What else do they got? I know you believe in T's, but I don't quite believe in the GCTs. So I, and then another low light for me is just, uh, as mentioned earlier, is like the lack of a true, like Belgian, like you're in Belgium. Come on, go like full Belgian on yeah. the, uh, the course. Yeah. Right. I'm surprised they didn't really do a stage, you know, that was more for, for a Wout or a GVA or something, you know? Yeah. But. And also, um, a low light for me is just the complete lack of um, any type of muckraking journalism <laughs> that has been done on the, you know, the, there has to be a rivalry between uh, Bernal and uh, uh, Garen Thomas and Ineos. They've been a little too silent. Yeah. There's not enough, like, British tabloid journalism that needs uh-huh. to happen about who the true leader is to really make this a soap opera that is worth um, worth following with all the minutiae that uh, I think a Chris Froome, Garrett Thomas uh, at the same tour would have well, given us. I agree. Uh, Bernal seems like that smile, though. I don't know how you could be mad at that smile. You just well, no, you look awesome. over at him. Like, but he, I, I want a little flavor. I want a little spice. I want a little. Uh, yeah. I want a little drama with, uh, you know, a side portion of drama with my uh, Cheerios in the morning. What about your, what about your, uh, your triple threat movie star? Last year, there was so much talk about going in with that. And we're in the same position, basically, in that Naira wants leadership. Valverde will probably do whatever because he's in carries one everything. And we got Landa. contract. He's out of the contract year. Yeah. And Landa is, we're in the same crazy Landa position we're always in where Landa's playing second fiddle again. And we'll probably see this, uh, Thursday. We could, at this point, people hear this. They can know whether or not Landa's got it, but Landa is going to be doing, he'll attack and then Nairo. It's, we'll, who knows? Maybe Landa will mess up and he'll fall down and he'll have to chase again. But I mean, like, I feel like the real drama is in that team. Well, I think maybe they've solved that three-headed Hydra, right? Like, I think they're all in on Nairo. They gotta, they gotta, they gotta win before he leaves to a continental team to never be seen again. He's gonna uh, go. I'm afraid he's gonna go the route of like Jose Rujano, like be the like just go to a continental team and never get a start call again. Like, I'm well, really worried about that with this move to a continental team. He's going to Barguil's team though, right? So they'll make it to the tour. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, very true. Uh, I mean, I just, yeah. I don't, I don't know if I believe that he's going to that team. Is that is that who he's been linked to? I, th- Ar- I thought it was, yeah. um, or was it the other? One, some of know. the uh, the multi sponsored uh, continental teams. Thought it was that team. I don't remember so. those French teams. Well. Little guy, this has been an absolute joy to get you back on the pod. I can't yeah, wait to have fun. you on a uh, a mainline edition um, along with Spencer. I know he is as well, and I think we could have some uh, fun as we go forward. But I think you and I need to do this again next week, do a little uh, check-in on how the tour is going. Sounds do good. me a favor, head on over to Roller Derby so you can put some points in because I need to win some because I've already taken out a couple <laughs> loans. Yeah, the, i got to uh, take season. another loan too. Uh, I'm doing my best to inflate the uh, the currency value of roller derby, yeah, by just taking money that no longer exists. But uh, yeah, man, uh, little guy, this has been absolute joy. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to uh, the Tour de France recap of the Slow Ride podcast, and uh, thanks to BK One Ryan Sanders Entertainment for all of the intro and outro music. We'd like to thank Whoop. For their continued support, head on over to whoop.com and uh, save 15% on your uh, membership and uh, actively track your recovery and your uh, exercise by using the code SLOWRIDE at checkout. And with that, this is Tim in Orlando. Thanks for having me back. It's been Matt in Minneapolis. Oh, it's so good. You know, the only thing that would make the NBC Sports Network coverage a little bit better would be if they actually brought back Kim and Kathy. 